Welcome back to Recorded Conversations, the podcast that's dedicated to compassionately considering all perspectives while engaging in authentic, connected dialogue. I'm Danielle Kingston. Choose your battles wisely. After all, life isn't measured by how many times you stood up to fight. It's not winning battles that makes you happy, but it's how many times you turned away and chose to look into a better direction. Life is too short to spend it on warring. Fight only the most, most, most important ones and let the rest go. That's a quote by C. Joybell C., and I thought it had particular resonance to some things I was thinking about and wrote down, and I'd like to share them with you. They say you should be careful about the battles you pick, or at least that's what they used to say. Today, the national narrative insists on battling every interaction and engagement possible. Semantic sparring, argumentative assaults, destructive discourse. It's everywhere, and if you aren't participating then your silence will lead to violence. Perhaps that's why more and more couples are reporting such high rates of disconnection and tension. We don't use words to express love and appreciation anymore. Instead, we've weaponized our words and induced fear to the convention of conversation. Take, for instance, the many reports of men who say they feel increasingly uncomfortable with the idea of addressing conflict or expressing their needs or desires to their women. Men are scared to say how they feel out of fear that their words will be used against them. Whenever I tell her what's on my mind, she throws it back in my face later in a new fight. And then I think, why would I say anything at all if she's just going to hurt me with it later? One husband reports. Men are slow to speak. And it's not that they're trying to be biblical and adhere to Christian principles. It's because they're hesitant to offer up ammunition. Many men report that their words are often held against them, which results in the apprehension to communicate their feelings or thoughts to their partners. One husband said, I just say yes, or I understand, or I hear you, to avoid upsetting her. I just tell myself, Use as few words as possible, and this will all be over soon. Why don't husbands talk about their feelings with their wives? They overwhelmingly agree that expressing their feelings might activate her feelings. One husband said, Whenever I say what I'm feeling, I have to stop talking because my wife suddenly has all of these feelings about my feelings. I can't even talk about me anymore because she's making it about her. It's like God Am I allowed to feel at all without worrying about how my feelings will make her feel? Some men say that sometimes they don't have any feelings to express. One man reported, I guess I just don't have as many feelings as my wife does, and I'm not saying she has too many feelings either, 
It's just sometimes I don't have feelings about things. I don't know. Is something wrong with me? Perhaps women have been conditioned to believe that she must attach feelings to everything, and so she expects her partner to do the same. This is often a downfall for us women, however. I used to get mad at the fact that my husband and I think differently. We process everything differently, even the way we identify colors. But that doesn't mean that one of us is wrong. It just means we see the world differently, through different lenses. And that's just how it is. And once upon a time, I thought it was our differences that drew us together. Divergent views are now unacceptable in the marriage arena. Today's marrying folk insist that their partner must be like-minded. They must support the same political views, the same religious or non-religious views, and advocate for the same social causes. Dating apps demonstrate a low adaptability rate, especially for female users. People aren't willing to budge on their relationship requirements, and so marriage rates continue to decline. Many dating app users report that even the use of the wrong word can end all communication with a potential match. Female users screen profiles for trigger words that they claim reveal to them misogyny, alt-right extremism, and incel behavior. One female subscriber reported, I can smell Republican on a Tinder profile. I don't care how much money he makes or how good looking he is, if he likes hunting, fishing, or has an American flag in his profile, he's a Trumper and I'm swiping left. It's not just the daters with so many communication restrictions. Married men are reporting that their wives judge every word they use. It's impossible to engage in conversation anymore. One husband said, how can I even talk to her when all the words and the meanings of those words can change depending on how social media dictates? Why is telling my wife that I have sexual needs really just my internal misogyny repeating the rhetoric of the patriarchy? I don't even know what that means. I thought misogyny meant hatred of women, but I don't hate women. I love my wife. I just want to be close to her, naked. Is that wrong? What about when his concise vocabulary choice is too short and condensed for her liking? One husband said, I either don't say enough or I say too much. When I answer her with as few words as possible, that's not good enough of a response. But if I use too many words, then I'm taking over the conversation and I'm not letting her talk. I don't know why I bother talking at all. Have you heard that phrase, quiet quitting? It's a new buzzword floating around that describes employees who are just giving the bare minimum to their jobs and solely within the hours they are contracted to work. Interestingly, more and more husbands are reporting that they are quietly quitting their marriages. They admit they are giving attention to their children and or pets, their job, and are trying their best to manage the home with maintenance and upkeep, but they are not participating in a meaningful connection with their spouse. For these quiet quitters, Communication is extended only upon necessity. Intimate engagements dwindle and eventually disappear. One husband said, all I do is answer her questions. I try only to use yes or no. If I have a question, I text her so I don't have to listen to her complain or yell at me. Other men report that they just work longer hours to avoid talking to their wives altogether. I stay longer at work because as soon as I get home, she just starts yelling at me or demanding that I do all these things. If it's nice out, 
I just take the kids to the park and we stay as long as possible. I come home, I eat, then I hang out in front of the TV until I go to bed. It's like we're roommates and I'm okay with that. I've just accepted that's how it is now. If the goal of the deceiver is to create division within the home, then the Satan is winning. More and more couples view their spouses as the enemy rather than their soulmate. Ideology is interrupting intimacy. Husbands and wives are turning against each other. If a house is divided against itself, it cannot stand. Remember Mark 3.25? The benefit of a divided house is given to the systems and institutions that profit from our misery and our inability to maintain authentic connection. These worldly forces prefer that we focus our concentration outward toward a superficial reality that values productivity, financial gain, and attention exploitation over authentic connection, harmony, and inner peace. There's a plethora of distractions available for us to consume and attend to. Porn is widely accessible, AI sex dolls are hitting the markets, and the sex toy industry is always recording historic profits. Physical connection, something we once reserved for the covenant of marriage, is just an order away. Why fight another battle with your spouse if your physical needs can be met superficially, pending battery life, that is? The detriment of this refocusing is awarded to the individuals suffering within relationships they no longer want to be a part of. Pornhub isn't the preferred substitute for physical forms of intimacy, but Pornhub also doesn't tell him he's a loser for forgetting to take the garbage out exactly when you told him to. AI dolls don't say no for three years straight. Men are tired of waving the white flag, however. They'd rather hide in a foxhole. Men are giving up, but they aren't filing for divorce, and they aren't even stepping out in finding a new sexual partner. They're just done and existing in the atmosphere that they feel prisoner to. If they leave, they cross into enemy territory, and many husbands fear risking their relationship with their children, so they stay. But if they stay and try to fight back, try to solve problems, they are quickly captured and tortured. Many husbands report they believe their wives enjoy taking shots at them and torturing them. Interestingly enough, women dominate the viewership of serial homicide series on streaming networks. Is that just a coincidence? How can we correct this interruption to intimate relationships? What can be done to prevent the enemy from infiltrating? The most important lesson is to remember that outside sources, while valuable at times when a third party is needed, they don't always have the access or insight that you already do within the relationship. If you find that you're struggling to communicate and connect with your spouse, consider asking him for advice. See, we women often believe that only another woman or an expert can offer us tools and resources to work on our relationships, but really, our spouse is the best source, always. Your husband already knows what he wants. He probably has a few good ideas to offer for conflict resolution, and I bet he even has an idea or two about a few issues he would like to address, and he probably really does want to express his feelings but he's been afraid to tell you. Imagine what a relief it would be if you invited him to express his feelings and just simply listened to understand, not to react and not to respond and not to correct, but to just 
hear him. You know how great it feels to be seen and heard, don't you? Imagine how much he'd appreciate the same in return. Go ahead, ladies. It's time to surrender. Wave the white flag and choose your battles wisely going forward.